StrongmanCorporation.com presents Strongman Radio, home for news, information, reviews, and results of the American Strongman Corporation and North American Strongman Incorporated, as well as strongmen across the globe. Coming to you from Strongman Global Studios, here are your hosts. Welcome to Strongman Radio. This is Kyle Bixler, your host. We're at episode 67 this week, and later on we will have Lynn Morehouse joining us. He's the North Carolina State Chairman. He's going to talk to us about his prep for Nationals 2015, as well as some of the contests he's been putting on down there in North Carolina. They've had some really big numbers, some really big turnouts, great stuff, good Nothing but good feedback that I've been hearing from from down there. And then also later on in the show, we'll have results from completed contests as well as some information on upcoming contests. But I'd like to take this time right now to welcome Lynn Morehouse to the show. How are you doing tonight, Lynn? Doing really well, Kyle. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. Uh, we'll try to mix it up here. Get uh, Last week you heard we had Chad Coy from out in Indiana as well as Ken Nowicki. We had him from Colorado. And now we're heading down to North Carolina. So, Lynn, if you could just tell listeners, you know, where exactly North Carolina you're from, your lifting background, how you got into Strongman, and uh, touch upon how you also got into promoting. So, go ahead, man. All right. Well, uh, uh, originally actually born and raised in Alaska and ended up in North Carolina uh, by means of Arizona. Uh, okay. fell in love with someone from New York, and so it was a good compromise state. Turns out okay. uh, North Carolina is an excellent place to be, and I'm thrilled to be here and raise a family here. Um, okay. As far as strongman goes, uh, a lot of people um, you know, get into strongman early, and gosh, I wish I had. Uh, I didn't really get into strongman um, until, uh, I like to say I was 30 years old, but that's not actually technically true. I started, my very first contest was a contest Chris Lawyer promoted outside uh, in Richmond area in a bar with, you know, maybe just a little more than a dozen people. Um, okay. Did that very first competition, got really excited uh, and uh, thought I would do more. Ended up talking to Jesse Marunde, who I found out was, uh, an old childhood friend out of uh, Glendale, Alaska, and uh, he shortly died le- thereafter. So I kind of had a mm-hmm. bit of a hiatus from strongman. Uh, okay. Up until 30 years old, had a kid already, and was out of shape, desk job for, and just realized I need to get back into something. And had an old stone mold for 16 inch and 18 inch, as well as a set of farmer's handles and an axle made from like a stop sign. I think I did. And, <laughs> and uh, so I made a stone, uh, 175 and 250. The 250 was so heavy, I couldn't even roll it out of the dirt uh, that I had kind of buried it in and just got started in my yard and, uh, you know, tried to get into it. There was really no presence in North Carolina when I started. The next show that I had done was an unsanctioned show uh, in the back of a YMCA. And okay. it was that kind of, you know, just getting back into it. Uh, it. It's kind of crazy when you think about the difference between uh, 
those days and now, um, just the stone platforms at those kind of contests, those were barrels, the height yep. of a barrel. And it seems so incredibly high. I, I couldn't even imagine lifting all the stones up that high. Uh, but I, I was hooked. I was back on the, you know, onto the exciting, you know, lifting and being excited about getting back into shape. Went from 261 pounds of desk job fat to competing in the 200s for a couple of years, uh, and mm-hmm. then finally moving back into the 231s. Um, okay. That's kind of where it started to get a little more serious. Uh, I competed in a great show in North Carolina. Uh, the first show I ever did off of 200 pounds, I did in 231s, and somehow I won. It turned out my body was just a little bit better at 231. Uh, felt yeah. a little bit natural. And at that point, I realized there needs to be more in North Carolina. That that was the one show a year, and I just right. won it. So I was like, ooh, maybe I can you know, promote my own show. Mm-hmm. And so about three years ago, um, a friend on, at work still has on a whiteboard where I I'd infamously said, oh, it won't be that hard. And he wrote it on the whiteboard and dated it. Uh, <laughs> it was actually quite hard. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I, I started off thinking, let's just see how this goes. You know, start small, uh, went $40 entry. Uh, mm-hmm. Turns out I chose really fun events, I guess, because I ended up with uh, over 80 competitors, which was – I believe in North Carolina state record for uh, a number of competitors in uh, NAS strongman competition at the time. And, uh, and it was just a, a blast. There were so many people that I had to figure out how to run more lanes at, at a time than I had planned for. So ultimately I, I lost money promoting the show, but I was hooked. Uh, you know, I, I had more equipment from it and I couldn't wait to do the next one. And, uh, everyone afterwards, I had people, uh, you know, heavyweights come down from New York, like Brett Somerville. He went and told me that, you know, that was the most brutal contest he had ever done. And part of it was because, uh, we had a mistake. Uh, we were going to uh-huh. be doing a, a sled push then sled drag back. And, right. um, the concrete of the, the gym that I had uh, worked with, was just too smooth. And so we couldn't load enough weight on it for the, uh, the pole to be challenging. And so we went to the parking area behind them, which the asphalt was flat, which is nice, but it was so rough that the sled that we pulled empty for the ladies was nearly impossible. So you were getting just the most outrageous sounds of the you know, steel and concrete and uh-huh. everyone just collapsing at the end, like I made this horribly brutal event, which I hadn't <laughs> planned for. But right. then, uh, you know, the heavyweights come. We ended up uh, breaking two uh, rogue push prowler style things because uh-huh. the friction caused it to snap. And then <laughs> I had made a makeshift uh, uh, handle out of a you know two inch axle pipe with a uh, JD welded, you know, attachment to it. Um, mm-hmm. And it pulled those attachments out because of the amount of friction. And so by the end, we were down to only one working 
uh, sled for push and pull, and we had tripled up the straps to make it stronger. And it it was just incredible. Uh, Everyone was so excited. And what was seeming like a disaster turned out to be what people thought was just the most, you know, personification of strong men. They were all collapsed. They were all smiling. It was was great. (laughs) I was hooked ever since. And that is all this. Yeah, it was about three years ago, and every contest since, I've been trying to think of a way to get that feeling back, you know. People um, who come to my shows typically mention, man, you're just as heavy as nationals, and I try explaining, um, it's not that I'm trying to be a heavy show, it's that I, I compete nationally, and, you know, I look at the different combinations, and I know how heavy I can go and people will be able to have a good ratio of number of people who are struggling, number of people who are able to finish and, you know, be still breathing pretty well. And then everyone else in the middle, who's just trying to survive, you know, and, uh, and, and people are loving it. Every show has grown. And the last show I had was, uh, pretty wild. I, I went out on a limb and said, you know what? I, I'm going to try to get an arena. Uh, I took a tour of a couple of different arenas and gosh, the moment you're in something like that and you're just looking around and, you know, it's unobstructed, uh, thinking from a promoter standpoint, thinking from an athlete, thinking about the spectators in the stands. I was like, this has to happen. And right. so dropped down a huge deposit, got real nervous, uh, charged a little bit more than I was expecting. I was like, gosh, I hope I, I hope people can handle this. And by the end of it, um, like for example, I put 20 early bird tickets for sale. Uh, those 20 sold out, I think in 16 hours, this is four months ahead of the contest. Uh, I tried to cap the contest at, uh, I think 120 athletes, uh, I ended up with 156 entries, I believe. Uh, Actual contest day, though, because I sold out three months before the contest. So people hadn't even requested all their vacation time off. Things come up. People got married. Uh, Injuries happen from training for a heavy show. So uh, day of competition, there were 118 people who competed and, and finished the different events. Uh, but it, it was, it was a really wild ride. And ever since then, I've realized, uh, we got something kind of special in this area and, uh, there's a lot of people interested and I, I'm not worried again, you know, <laughs> and now yeah. it's all about, uh, you know, uh, not necessarily bigger, but always better. And it, yeah. it's hard to keep going in that direction, but I keep trying. On to the next one. That's all you can do. We have Lynn Morehouse with us on Strongman Radio. When we come back from commercial break, he's going to talk to us about his next show coming up. He has North Carolina Strength Challenge in November, as well as his prep for Nationals 2015 on Strongman Radio. When you're fishing, if you don't cast, you won't catch. The same goes for advertising. If you don't cast your line out there, nobody will know you exist. With the Strongman Corporation podcast, you'll be casting to more than 35,000 listeners each week in the U.S. alone, plus more than 100,000 around the world. Learn more by clicking the Contact Us tab at thestrongmancorporation.com. Beyond Ordinary Fitness, 
the world's premier strength sport. When you own a business or product, you want everyone to know about it. If that product is for the men and women who enjoy the fitness and camaraderie of strongman competitions, then it's never been easier to reach them. Advertise in our podcast today and reach over 35,000 downloaders each week. Learn more by clicking the Contact Us tab at strongmancorporation.com. Beyond Ordinary Fitness, the world's premier strength sport. When you own a business or product, you want everyone to know about it. If that product is for the men and women who enjoy the fitness and camaraderie of strongman competitions, then it's never been easier to reach them. Advertise in our podcast today and reach over 35,000 downloaders each week. Learn more by clicking the Contact Us tab at strongmancorporation.com. Beyond Ordinary Fitness the world's premier strength sport. Welcome back to Strongman Radio. We have Lynn Morehouse still on the line with us. He just got done telling us all about his crazy and fun experiences down in North Carolina for North Carolina's strongest man and woman. And now, if you could tell us about this other one you have coming up in November, we just saw a poster up on the North American Strongman website, the North Carolina Strength Challenge. A little bit different events there. Uh, the one I'm interested about is the Farmer's Walk Ladder. Why don't you take us through that? What do you got going on there? Great. I'd be happy to. That was that was kind of an interesting uh, event to come up with. And, and frankly, that's okay. one of my favorite aspects of being a promoter is uh, yeah. coming up with the events and choosing weights. Uh, so uh, I do two shows a year in North Carolina. I do the NC Strength Challenge uh, and the North Carolina Strongest Men and Women, and I try to make it a, a balance. Uh, North Carolina Strongest is going to have a couple of maxes. You know, it's got to earn the name. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit more heavy. NC Strength Challenge, I, I go back to my very first NC Strength Challenge that I do, did, and it was, you know, people talk about it was brutal, you know. Uh, it right. wasn't necessarily the heaviest show, but, you know, you, everyone was exhausted. And mm-hmm. so when I was thinking about it, I, I, I tried to think about that balance of uh, everyone is going to enjoy this. You, you try to make sure that there's very few people who completely zero but there's also no, you know, people that think, you know, they yell that this is CrossFit, that this is too many reps, any of that kind of thing. Right, right. And so farmers is tricky. You know, I did 200 feet at the last show with a turn. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, how am I going to top that? And then I realized, you know what it is, is you can't please everyone. But what if I did this? Uh, I, I can go ahead and have a farmer's weight that most everyone will be able to complete. They can feel not intimidated. Uh, They can think about speed. But then instead of a turn and turn and turning it into a grip event, I can go and have another weight. And Mm -hmm. most people hadn't thought about that because weight changes with farmers are are miserable. But uh, in the triangle here, uh, there's a huge CrossFit presence. And Rogue makes great farmer's handles. And there's a local gym here that has 18 pairs of farmer's handles. And so I was like, huh, 
What if yeah. I did a farmer's walk ladder and, you know, actually have it so that I can please the person who wants that max heavy load, but I can yeah. also say, yeah, but you better have the conditioning to get to it. So I've got the person who's trying to tell me that, ooh, the farmers are too light. You know, it needs to be strong. It needs to be heavy. But right. he also has to earn it. He has to go 100 feet before he can get to that third farmer's. And so yeah. everyone's going to be uh, excited because everyone's going to be able to finish some of it. But you'll be able to know who the best people are because they're going to get all the way to the end. Yeah, I'm looking at the weights, at least the heavyweights here, the uh, 265 first turn 285 305 so that's yeah good luck to everybody going out there and doing that better you than me so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well you know they just they just experienced what uh 200 feet was with the turn and right. uh at the north carolina strongest and it, it was kind of uh amazing uh, a lot of people didn't think that they could go that far uh and so it, it it's also my chance to kind of uh, get people to PR on farmers, which they normally wouldn't do, uh, as well as, you know, get the people who always lift heavy and don't go very long distances to end up uh, getting some cardio in. Yeah, it's good, man. Good to see something different. Uh, let's, you know, I'm sure we'll hear how it goes. So, <laughs> farmers, let's uh, turn the tide here. Let's concentrate on, on yourself and farmers. You know, you have the farmers walk ladder here for the event. That's one of the events coming up in nationals. How's your prep going for that, and what weight class are you looking to compete at? Well, I compete in the under 231 still. Um, okay. It, it's been an interesting uh, road. Uh, the last Nationals I did was two thir 2013. I, I missed the previous year uh, because, frankly, I just didn't think I was prepared. Uh, I was just a few months after uh, a deadlift injury that was my own darn fault, you know, just putting a deadlift down wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. kind of bothered my lower back. I've had a number of little things uh, getting me this year, so my number of competitions has been fairly low. But one nice thing was uh, in January, I decided to do back-to-back -back weekend contests. I competed at a brute strength show, which was just a crazy one with five max lifts uh, yeah, for all the events, one. as well as uh, East Coast Strongest Team the week after. And so one advantage is it got my, my fat butt to go from 255 uh, down to 231 naturally so that I could do those back-to-back -back weekends. And I've mm -hmm. maintained that weight uh, now. So I'm going to just not have to worry about a water cut or anything like that, compete like I am. Uh, I'm excited because, well, it doesn't have my worst event, which right now is deadlift because I'm still nursing back from an injury. But it also doesn't have my two best events. My two best events are Stones and Axel. But so my training has been a little bit uh, thrown for a loop because I've been rehabbing yeah. for deadlift for so long. So I've been trying to focus on, uh, you know, getting the farmers. For me, uh, 310 will be a PR. I've never done over 305 per hand, uh, which will surprise some people because uh, I'm actually – pretty decent at moving events. I've done a 9-10 yoke, uh, but it goes back to the deadlift for me. So right. if I pick up the 310 uh, per hand farmers, uh, I'm guaranteed I will finish this. But <laughs> the, the initial pick is going to be a little slower than everyone else. So uh, training <laughs> okay. for that's going to be a little bit of a slow ride, trying to just get the confidence uh, back mm -hmm. for that. 
Meanwhile, uh, you know, dumbbell and log, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about. 275 log is certainly a whole lot harder than a 275 axle for me. So it's really uh-huh. about trying to get uh, the comfort with that. Uh, the positioning okay. is still just a little awkward for me. I, I'm excited to kind of find out what the, the one-handed deadlift is. It's kind of an interesting one. I'm I'm curious what the implement will be. And as a promoter, I'm trying not to be what's most annoying for me, which is, you know, every question about, you know, how deep is the knurling, what's the exact diameter, circumference, exactly. every, you know, as though I was fabricating it myself. So I'm not going to ask all those things. But I am kind of, you know, trying to think, okay, I can, you know, one-hand snatch a, a 155 barbell. I wonder if it's going to be similar to that. So I'm kind yeah. of waiting with bated breath to find out about that. But meanwhile, I, I don't change my training too horribly much. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. just repeat national events every weekend. I just keep working on my weaknesses. Uh, that seems to translate a little bit better. Uh, I've got the advantage of uh, last year's. Uh, nationals champ in 231 he just moved down to morrisville we've got james Steffenbach, and so oh. <laughs> him being able to train with me i can see the intensity that's required and realize i need to get back to that right okay good have you have you tried the uh sandbag yet the medley four sandbags you know uh my last year's nc strength challenge i did a sandbag and keg uh carry and load event and so I ended up getting to coach a ton of people on how to do appropriate uh, sandbag carries. And okay. uh, just yesterday, I uh, went and did some sandbag carries. And it feels great. I, I love sandbag carries. I'm a little bit taller guy, so the load's not a concern as well. So it'll come down to some conditioning. But uh, that's another one of those events that I'm like, oh, that I think that'll be nice. Not everyone thinks to train the cardio conditioning part of strongman and uh I'm, I'm looking forward to that event nice good so with all your, your travels you know you said you've been to alaska all the way to north carolina have you been to iowa before what do you think about that <laughs> i have not been to iowa and uh trust me the the travel plans have been tricky i've got uh We've got about half a dozen to a dozen people uh, who are going to be traveling up to uh, nationals this year from North Carolina. Uh, Not everyone competing, but uh, enough that uh, we've got some spectation as well. Uh, Trying to get the travel plans figured out because it's a 14-hour drive. But Uh the flight, um, you know, I I flew for nationals uh, when it was in Texas, and gosh, I don't like flying with all my strongman equipment. <laughs> it, it's one of those things where, of course, every time you bring a lever belt, they think you have a gun and, uh, you know, you have to pat down, you have to explain what tacky is. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and so it, it's, it's just really, chalk, I swear. <laughs> it's really hard to justify, uh, you know, driving that kind of a distance, uh, Right. Instead of flying, but uh, believe it or not, I think that's what we're going to do. We're going to be bringing a crowd. I'd feel much more comfortable being in control of my own destiny as far as, you know, uh, the timing goes. Uh, you know, uh, I'm always worried about, you know, sitting in a car for 14 hours. Am I going to get stiff? You know what? I'll I'll take more breaks. We'll make it 16 hours, but stretch out. Uh, yeah, we're planning on, on driving up. 
there are a few of us that'll be flying separately because <laughs> not everyone's going to be able to, you know, handle that kind of a drive. But uh, Iowa will be a new visit for me. I have actually, I've been to all the coastal states of the United States and Hawaii and all that, but I, I really haven't ventured inward. So this will be fun. Nice. Good. Well, it'll be a uh, first trip for me out to Iowa as well. I think we're in the same boat you are here. We have about 10, 15 guys going out, and we're looking same about the same distance. I think it's about 12, 13 hours from Pennsylvania out to Iowa, and we're probably going to end up driving. Uh, flying you know, doesn't sit well with a lot of our guys either, but I don't know. I kind of put myself worried about being in a car with you know big, large, <laughs> like to eat a lot of food, men, for 12, 13 hours. That could be, I don't know, a little smelly i guess you could say so but you know great memories and um i'd like to also take take ooh, like to take the time here to, to give you a little thank you for sitting down and talking with us tonight and that pretty much wraps up all i have for you so good luck well, in nationals 2015 i really appreciate it kyle and good luck to your group as well all right thanks man you're all listening right. to lynn morehouse on strongman radio we are going to take a commercial break and when we come back we'll have more on strongman Radio. Are you interested in the largest strongman organization in the world? Visit strongmancorporation.com. From amateurs to professional athletes, you'll find amazing articles, live event competitions, even videos and blog posts. That's strongmancorporation.com. Fully sanctioned for amateur and professional strongman. It's beyond ordinary fitness. It's the world's premier strength sport. Hit up the website at strongmancorporation.com to learn everything about strongman strength and power. When you're fishing, if you don't cast, you won't catch. The same goes for advertising. If you don't cast your line out there, nobody will know you exist. With the Strongman Corporation podcast, you'll be casting to more than 35,000 listeners each week in the U.S. alone, plus more than 100,000 around the world. Learn more by clicking the Contact Us tab at thestrongmancorporation.com. Beyond Ordinary Fitness, the world's premier strength sport. When you own a business or product, you want everyone to know about it. If that product is for the men and women who enjoy the fitness and camaraderie of strongman competitions, then it's never been easier to reach them. Advertise in our podcast today and reach over 35,000 downloaders each week. Learn more by clicking the Contact Us tab at strongmancorporation.com. Beyond Ordinary Fitness the world's premier strength sport. Welcome back to Strongman Radio. You just got done hearing from Lynn Morehouse. He was a great guest for us. He told us all about his experiences that got him into Strongman and how he's really grown the sport down in North Carolina. So that was good to hear from Lynn. Thanks for taking the time out and being on the show. Now I have Patrick Rogers with us. He's going to Give us some insight on some Nationals events and some updates as well. So how you doing today, Pat? I'm doing good. How are you, Kyle? Great, man. Great, man. Great to have you on the show again. And uh, so let's just jump right into it. I've had uh, a few questions, and some are circulating around there. So mainly about the Nationals events coming up out in Iowa in just a few months now. So with the, the one major one people are asking me about is how the 
deadlift and circus dumbbell press will be set up, the alternating one back and forth. Can you give a little bit more of a description about what the, you know, the farmer's implement or that one-arm deadlift will kind of entail? Sure. Um, of course, it'll be set up like any other medley would be. You will have a, a dumbbell on one side and a farmer's walk, something that looks similar to a farmer's walk handle uh, right beside of it. And it will go, uh, the competitor will go back and forth between the two. They will give one press off of the uh, dumbbell, then they'll move to the uh, handle and do a, a one-arm deadlift with the uh, farmer's handle. Um, the way the farmer's handle is built is a little different than normal farmer's handles. The, um, uh, so it's going to be a little bit closer to the ground than a farmer, so it's not that high of a pitch. It, that the weights themselves are only going to be about 28 to 30 inches apart. So, um, of course, the person, when they stand in front of it, their feet, um, you know, people talk about, I've seen some stuff about sumo versus conventional. How's it going to be done? Well, pretty much your feet's not going to be able to be any wider than the plates are anyway. So okay. your feet will be between the plates. You will have, uh, like I said, it's about 28 to 30 inches between. Um, then you will just squat down like a deadlift with your hand in the center of your body. You will grab the handle, and that handle is about a 10-inch wide handle. And so the center of the handle, we will have uh, like uh, a mark on or something so that they will know where the center that's at. And okay. um, uh, but like I said, it's only 10 inches. It's not like it's the, the whole Olympic bar, so you don't have to uh, pick and choose so you get it right. Um, right. The... Um, um, the space between the handle and the actual bar that the weights are on is only about three inches. So, you know, normal farmer's handles, you may have six to eight inches between higher than the bar itself where the pick's right. at, the handle. This is taken down there to about three inches. So it's it's only it's only going to be a couple, three inches higher than a regular deadlift pick. Okay. And how about the handle, the diameter of the handle? Is that about an inch or two, or what, how big it's is that? Gonna be the, it's going to be the same size as as a um, uh, normal Olympic bar or a normal farmer's handle. It's not going to be small, and it's not going to be large. We're going to go with a pretty standard size there. Okay. So you know, do you know about how high the pick then is for that? Uh, I'm trying to think. I guess um, Olympic bar on the 45 is what nine inches. Probably 12, 13 inches, something like that. 12, 13. Okay. Yeah, and and so. and, and you'll pick it. You'll pick with the. They'll pick with their hand in front of them, and then when they stand up, of course, we're gonna look for that. We're gonna look for that hip to come through. Uh, we know you know doing a one on deadlift, the shoulders are not gonna go back all the way, you know, like it would right. on the regular deadlift. So we're gonna look for them to stand up with it with that hip coming through. That way, you know, that's a good lift. And then once they get warm, they'll move right back over to the dumbbell. They'll clean it, they'll press it, they'll get the down command back over to the farm, back over to the handle of the doing pull. Okay, and uh, we're looking at sixty seconds for that back and forth. I think that's uh, yes, yeah, sixty seconds. And get the way right, it's going right. to be stored is it's going to be stored based off of uh, when you complete a dumbbell and when mm-hmm. you complete a. Um, Deadlift, that's going to be one. So, okay. you know, if you get a, a, a rep on the dumbbell and a rep on the farmers, that's one. You go back, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. 
Um, right. What we'll do is, is um, if time is up on the competitor between the lift, in other words, he gets the dumbbell but misses the the last the the, the pull on the last part, he'll probably he'll get a half, you know, like one and a half like that. Okay. Okay. So each right. each lift was is half of a point. I gotcha. Okay. It's, it's, well, basically half of a rep. Right. Okay. Yeah. That was yeah. That was one of the questions I was going to ask too. How the uh, scoring would be done. So that's that's good then. So you can cut. Even if you only get a dumbbell, you still get at least get a half a point if you don't finish that deadlift as well. So that's that's, that's right. good to know. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So um, with another event that uh, some I had some some questions on some of my guys did is with the uh, the sandbag medley. How do you know how are these going to be like? Are they going to be brand new bags? So they're going to be like tightly packed? Are they going to be ones that have been used a while? Loose ones? Or do you have any idea about that yet? Um, not a hundred percent. We are looking okay. at using. Um, we are trying to find some. Uh, we've got a company that is that builds. Um, um, uh, Sandbags and, and actually sand balls, and they have um, showed interest in sponsoring. So we're hoping that all of them will be new. Uh, okay. I would say that uh, I would say that either way, you'll probably still have some some used bags out there right along with new ones. Um, I think right. that um, we we will pack them as tight as we can, just like we always do. If we got a tall bag and we have a little load in it, we always uh, uh, you know, tie the bag up down low, put some duct tape around so that so the it's down low. Right. Um, but um, of course, each one of those those bags they're going to be placed. You know, every each one of them will be thirty foot away from the platform, and the platform's going to be the trailer. It's going to be the equipment trailer that we have. The trailer's going to be there, and everybody's going to load onto the same platform in their area. You know they'll have a we'll have a yeah we'll have like a um, a mat for each lane on top on the trailer and they'll just pitch theirs up on in their in their lane. We're not going to be as um, as critical about them actually all staying in your area because they're sandbags and they will fall around if you set one up on top of one or something like that and it rolls off. You know we're not really concerned about that. Uh, we want to see them all go on the trailer and stay on the trailer in your lane. Okay. And so, so if if I'm an athlete then and I, I load up, you know, one one sandbag and I come back to, and I get the second one and I load the second one and that second one knocks off my first one, I can keep going or do I have to load my sandbag back up? It won't knock it off. You're going to be on the on the equipment trailer, so it will stay up there. I mean, it's not going to knock it off. I mean, the only, the only thing I can think of is you got to make sure that you set them out of the way so that you can get them all on there unless you're going to throw it up over top of the other sandbag. Okay. You don't want to set the light ones up on the front of the, you know, when you come up there, you're going to want to push them back far enough you can set the other two in front of it. Right. So now throw them that heavy one, yeah. you know, on top of another one then. Okay, I got you. That's, yeah, if you look, all the weights are... Two light ones and then two heavier ones. And what that's for is is the two light ones you'll have to go in order, the two light ones you can put up and, and they'll go further back on the trailer and then the next two you can sit in front because they're heavier and the heavier ones will be the ones you're going to have to struggle getting up, you know, on the trailer a little bit harder. So um, you don't want those other bags in your way. Okay. 
That sounds good. And my last event with questions here is the Conian's carry. So, for are we going to take measurements? I'm assuming beforehand, like a like a, a yoke height beforehand to just make sure everybody's kind of has the right idea where to pick it. Yeah, we're gonna um, we're gonna do a just like we would any other time. We're gonna do a um, uh, like we do for yoke height. We're gonna do that off of a yoke height. I okay. would I will say this, and and anybody that's listening needs to know this. When mm-hmm. you're setting your own height, and just remember that when you set your height, this ain't like. The yoke, you know, the yoke you put weight on, it does mash you down some, and therefore it makes it um, it makes it a little bit. You want to pick it up maybe an inch or two higher because of the weight you're going to add on it. But keep in mind, this is in front of you, and you can you you tend to go down a whole lot more in the front carrying it in the front. So when you pick your weight, when you pick your um, uh, height through the yoke, you better make sure it's hot, tall enough because the day we're out there, it's not going to be changed. We're going to, what we have on paper that you choose that night is what we're going to go with. Okay. So they need to make for sure that that is a good and accurate, you know, spot for them to carry that yoke. Okay. And we're going to use the uh, Beast Metals yoke again, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Good to know. You heard it out there first from Patrick, so make sure when you guys get your your heights for your Conan's carry. Uh, I'm assuming you guys are probably going to do that Thursday during Wayne's, I would assume. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So when you guys get your, you know, your weigh-ins and make sure you get your Conan's height, get them right the first time because we're not doing them again on Friday. We'd like to have it. We'd like to, we will have, we're, we're going to try to definitely have one at the weigh-in, but we will have one at the same time we have the rules meeting. So anybody that missed it during the weigh-in, could come back out and do it, but I will say that when you get your way in, uh, we will have somewhere where that'll be at, or we'll have one there. Please, please, please get your yoke height in because there's probably you know if it's last if this year's anything like last year, you're gonna have 200 competitors and they're all gonna want to get your yoke height. So if you got opportunity to do it at the way in, do it at the way in. That way, at rules meeting, you're not out there till you know, 11, 12 o'clock, getting the yoke Right. All right. Well, I'd like to thank Patrick Rogers for coming out and talking with me today. It was great to have you, Pat. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having right. me. Uh, you got plenty of updates from Patrick. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, I'll wrap up the show and give uh, some results and upcoming contest information here on Strongman Radio. When you own a business or product, you want everyone to know about it. If that product is for the men and women who enjoy the fitness and camaraderie of strongman competitions, then it's never been easier to reach them. Advertise in our podcast today and reach over 35,000 downloaders each week. Learn more by clicking the Contact Us tab at strongmancorporation.com. Beyond Ordinary Fitness, the world's premier strength sport.
Are you interested in the largest strongman organization in the world? Visit strongmancorporation.com. From amateurs to professional athletes, you'll find amazing articles, live event competitions, even videos and blog posts. That's strongmancorporation.com, fully sanctioned for amateur and professional strongman. It's beyond ordinary fitness. It's the world's premier strength sport. Hit up the website at strongmancorporation.com to learn everything about strongman strength and power. When you're fishing, if you don't cast, you won't catch. The same goes for advertising. If you don't cast your line out there, nobody will know you exist. With the Strongman Corporation podcast, you'll be casting to more than 35,000 listeners each week in the U.S. alone, plus more than 100,000 around the world. Learn more by clicking the Contact Us tab at thestrongmancorporation.com. Beyond Ordinary Fitness, the world's premier strength sport. I'd like to thank Patrick and Lynn for coming on the show. Good, some good information from both of those guys. Really interesting to see how Lynn kind of started off and has grown into both a promoter and a competitor in the sport. And then for Patrick, uh, thanks for coming and talking to us, giving us you know, some updates for stuff coming up in Nationals, mainly getting to hear what the sandbag setup is going to be like and also the Circus Dumbbell deadlift medley going back and forth. Uh, that was one of my questions that I had, you know, how that was going to be scored, that type of thing, so good to hear that you're going to get kind of half of a point for each one, total one point for the uh, the whole series back and forth, half point circus tombo, half point deadlift, good to hear um, Some also some things coming up on the 22nd, there's going to be four contests on that day, California Ode has another contest, he has the Southland Strongman Challenge, and then also in Connecticut, they have the Lift for Wonderland coming up. There's in New York, Hudson Valley Showdown, Nick Engel Show, and Oklahoma. They have Oklahoma's Strongest Man. That will all be on August the 22nd. And then also coming up on in the end of the month, on the 29th, there's the Beast of the West, which will be held out there by Beast Meadows is putting that one on. And then also, that'll be in Sacramento, California, in Georgia. There's Georgia's Strongest Man. Uh, that'll be in, uh, looks like, Carlton, Georgia. And on the, also the 29th, there's out the, in Pennsylvania, the Great Lakes Strongman Championships out in Erie. Central Texas Showdown. That will be in Waco, Texas. And in Virginia, Chris Lawler, he has the River City Strongman Championships. So all those... Look like good com- contest coming up to round out the month of August. And then coming up in September, a whole bunch of shows. Obviously, there's Masters Nationals and you have America's Strongest Woman coming up in the middle of September. And then also in the first weekend, you have Texas Strongest Man on September 5th, as well as Virginia, the Harvest Queen, Amanda Kulik's contest there. The last of her Queen series, and in Maryland you have uh, one of my shows, the ESC Fall Fest, that's in Elkton, Maryland, and in North Carolina they have the Mash Strength Spectacular Strongman Contest, first year for that one there, so that one looks pretty interesting with some of the events they have, the 12th in Ohio there's the second annual Samson Challenge, New York they have the Orange Elite Strongman Competition up in Syracuse, and there's a United Kingdom it were in England, the Elite Strongman British Strongman Challenge 2015. That will be on the 13th of September. Also in Canada, they have the CAASA Canadian Championships on the 19th. And 
on the 26th of September. West Virginia, they have the strongest man in the forest, eight, and Kentucky, the Iron Warrior Southern. Kentucky, strongest man. We'll round out the month of September, and then before you know it, Nationals 2015 will be here in Quad Cities, Iowa. And just about does it for this week's show. We're going to have a couple more guests on next week, looking at preparing for Masters Nationals and Masters 2015. So we'll have some guests on, and also some uh, nutritional updates and that type of a thing. We're going to discuss cutting weight or not cutting weight in preparation, in preparation for you know bigger contests coming up. So you hear all that. Tune in next week and hear more on Strongman Radio. Thank you for listening to the show. Please help us by supporting our sponsors. Tune in next week for our next exciting episode of Strongman Radio.